0: So on this Easter Sunday morning, I want to invite you to open up to the gospel according to John. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 8. Vamos a leer de Juan 3, del 3 al 8. And this is Easter Sunday, but it is also a Sunday in which we are concluding a series of messages where we've been talking about making sense of God. Estamos concluyendo una serie de comprendiendo quien es Dios. And so I want to read this scripture for you first in English, and then I'll read it in Spanish. Comienzo leyendo en inglés, después en español. This is about a conversation that took place not on Easter Sunday, but prior when Jesus met a Jewish religious leader by the name of Nicodemus in the middle of the night. Jesús se encontró con Nicodemo, un religioso judío, en una conversación en la madrugada. So we pick up the conversation in fact, I want to invite you. There is this, this tradition of standing on Easter Sunday for the gospel reading. And I'll explain that more later. But please stand as we listen to the good news of our Lord. Pónganse de pie para escuchar las buenas noticias del Señor. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. De veras te aseguro que quien no nazca de nuevo no puede ver el reino de Dios, dijo Jesús. ¿Cómo puede uno nacer de nuevo siendo ya viejo?, preguntó Nicodemo. ¿Acaso puede, puede entrar por segunda vez en el vientre de su madre y volver a nacer? Yo te aseguro que quien no nazca de agua y del espíritu no puede entrar en el reino de Dios, respondió Jesús. Lo que nace del cuerpo es cuerpo, lo que nace del espíritu es espíritu. No te sorprendas de que te haya dicho tienen que nacer de nuevo. El viento sopla por donde quiere y lo oyes silbar, aunque ignoras de dónde viene y a dónde va. Lo mismo pasa con todo el que nace del espíritu. Please be seated. This is the gospel, the good news of our Lord, el evangelio de nuestro señor. So there's a moment in time in my memory. There's there's this picture that is locked inside of me. Hay un recuerdo en mi memoria. It's it's a moment frozen in time from nearly 28 years ago. Currió hace casi 28 años it was a moment that occurred during the delivery of our first son, Jason. And maybe you've heard me talk about this moment, but it was the moment when his head first popped out and I laid eyes on my son for the first time. Fue el momento cuando salió su cabeza en el parto de mi hijo, Jason, y vi su cabeza, vi a mi hijo por primera vez. Now that moment is locked there, for one, because it was such a joyful moment. It was a, a moment full of excitement and emotion. momento de mucha y gozo. But I must confess to you, it was also, for me, a very scary moment. fue momento mucho miel, because you see, at that point, his head popped out, his eyes were closed, he was stone still, OK? Sus párpados estaban cerrados y él estaba quieto. It looked like he was dead. Parecía estar muerto. And I caught my breath. <gasps> What's up? But you see, my son wasn't dead. No estaba muerto. It's just that he had not yet drawn his first breath. No había respirado por primera vez. He was still receiving oxygen through his umbilical cords, there was no need to breathe. Recibía oxígeno por el cordón umbilical. And then in in that moment, in that frozen moment, all of that changed as he emerged from his mother, salió de su madre, nació, he was born, and instinctively what happened is his lungs opened up and and pulled in air. Sus pulmones agarraron aire and my son began to breathe and not only that, he began to cry. Ah! as only newborn babies do, right? He was healthy. Empezó a llorar, sus pulmones agarraron aire. My son was definitely alive. Estaba vivo. And it was like witnessing a mini resurrection in that moment. Fue como ver una resurrección de los muertos. Now, here's the question. When did my son begin to live ¿Cuándo comenzó a vivir mi hijo? Did my son begin to live the moment he breathed? ¿Comenzó a vivir cuando respiró? That couldn't be. That doesn't make sense. Because you see, dead people can't breathe. Los muertos no pueden respirar. My son, as I said before, had to be alive before he took his first breath. Estaba vivo antes de respirar. And that points us to an important fact. Living comes before breathing. El vivir viene antes de respirar. Now that's not only a fact that's true for us physically, but that is a reality that is true for us spiritually. Es una realidad física pero también espiritual. Now we all know what day this is. This is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. We're, we're celebrating the event of Jesus' resurrection on Easter morning. Hoy celebramos el Domingo de la Resurrección, la resurrección de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. It's an important day. It is good that we do this. It is right that we do this, and I'm glad we are doing this. Es algo bueno. But as we do this, I think there's something important here that we need to recognize that we need to understand I can comprehend algo muy importante and it's this if jesus resurrection is just something that happened in the past if it is just some powerful moment that was 2,000 years ago and has is, is been and gone, si la resurrección es algo en el pasado dos, mi, dos mil años, if the resurrection of Jesus is just a blast from our past, something historical that does not come into our present circumstances with some effect, then we are in trouble. Si la resurrección no viene en nuestras circunstancias, estamos en problemas. In fact, the Bible would tell us in 1 Corinthians 15 that if we do not have a personal and real experience of the resurrection of Jesus Christ here and now, we are dead. We are still dead in our sins, the Bible says. Si no tenemos una experiencia de la re- resurrección aquí y ahora, estamos muertos en nuestros pecados. We get more light on our path, I think, through this conversation that I want to go to now, this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, this Jewish religious leader. Vemos esto en Juan 3. And Jesus makes two statements that are very similar. Twice he says, I tell you the truth. So when Jesus says, I tell you the truth, we should listen up. Te aseguro, dice Jesús dos veces. He says, I tell you the truth in verse 3. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born Again, quien no nazca de nuevo no puede ver el reino de Dios. And then in verse 5, he says again, I tell you the truth. Te aseguro, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and the spirit. Spirit, he says. Quien no nazca de agua y del espíritu no puede ver el reino de Dios. So you cannot see the reality of God's rule and life breaking into our world. You cannot experience. Experience that unless you are born again. Para experimentar Dios, nuevo. Literally, uh, Bible scholars believe that means to be born from above. Born again, born from above. Nacer nuevo es nacer de arriba. And it says, in order to enter into the reality of God's new life breaking in to our world, you must be born of water and the Spirit. Now, what's that? There's actually been a great debate amongst Bible scholars and experts about that phrase, water and the Spirit. What is that talking about? A que se refiere, agua y el Espíritu? Well, the best answer, as far as I've understood from studying, is that this is referring to a promise. A promise from the Old Testament, from before the coming of Christ. Se refiere a una promesa en Ezequiel 36. It's from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25 through 27. And I want to take you there, Ezequiel 36, 25. Listen to the language here. God is speaking to the people of Israel. Dios habla a los israelitas, and he says this. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols los rociaré con agua pura y quedarán purificados limpiaré de todas sus impurezas e idolatrias and then it says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and then 27 says I will put my Spirit in you. Les daré un corazón nuevo, les infundiré un espíritu nuevo, infundiré mi espíritu en ustedes. So here we see something interesting. Bible scholars believe that, that this is talking not about two things. When when Jesus says you need to be born of water and the spirit, he's not talking about two different things. Some people say, well, maybe water in the Spirit means baptism in the Spirit. That's what you need to be born again. No, that's not what this is saying. No se trata de dos cosas, el bautismo, Espíritu que uno necesita para nacer de nuevo. It's one thing. It's referring to the one work of the Holy Spirit to wash, that's the water part, and to renew or to revive our dead, sinful human spirits. Es la obra del Espíritu Santo para lavar y renovar nuestro espíritu muerto pecaminoso. Because you see, here's the reality that we must face. Because of sin, we are dead, spiritually speaking. Por el pecado somos muertos. I want to take you to a scripture that highlights that. It's Ephesians chapter two. Verses 1 and 2. And if you can't follow along, I'll have it on the screen. But these are key scriptures. Ephesians dos 1 y 2. Listen to what this says. It says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. En otro tiempo ustedes estaban muertos en sus transgresiones y pecados en los cuales andaban conforme a los poderes de este mundo. The Bible makes it clear then that that because of sin, our spirits are dead. To be dead means that you are incapable of living again by yourself. You cannot come back to life. Nuestros espíritus están muertos y no pueden revivir. That's important to recognize. So so there's nothing in us because of sin that is able then to revive our sinful dead hearts and to come back to God. Dead people can't do anything. Los muertos no pueden avivar el corazón para volver a Dios. Romans chapter three. I think it's a scripture that Greg quoted to us last week in his message, talking about the pervasiveness of sin. Romans three says that there's not one person who's righteous. No one, not even one. No hay uno que es justo, dice Romanos. Ni, ni siquiera uno. There's no one who understands. No one who seeks God. Nadie que entienda, nadie que busque a Dios. So here's the thing: uh, we're dead. Dead people don't breathe. Have you noticed that? Los muertos no no respiran. Dead people can't breathe. And spiritually dead people cannot turn back to God by themselves. Los muertos no pueden respirar y los muertos espiritualmente no pueden volver a Dios por su propia cuenta. And that's why then, in John 3, 6, Jesus says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Lo que nace del cuerpo es cuerpo, lo que nace del espíritu es espíritu, dice Jesús. In other words, dead sinners cannot give birth to living believers by themselves. Dead people don't produce living people. Flesh gives birth to flesh if you're going to have a revived spirit it can't come from you it's got to come from the spirit of God para avivar tu espíritu tiene que venir del espíritu de Dios so here's the bottom line to be born again we need a resurrection from the dead ocupamos una resurrección We need the resurrection life of Jesus Christ to come into our circumstances and to revive our dead, sinful hearts. Necesitamos que la resurrección de Cristo aviva en nuestros corazones pecaminosos. And it is the Holy Spirit then who brings the resurrection life of Jesus Christ from Easter morning 2,000 years ago into our lives and into our hearts today. Es el Espíritu Santo que trae este, esta vida resucitada de Jesús a nosotros hoy. Scripture report, repeats this over and over again. I want to take you through this uh, through three different texts. Colossians 2, verse 13. And I want you to pay attention to the words, when... Okay, the word when, it's very important. Colossians 2.13. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Antes de recibir tu, esa circuncisión, ustedes estaban muertos en sus pecados, sin embargo, Dios nos dio vida en unión con Cristo al perdonarnos todos los pecados. When did God make you alive? ¿Cuándo te hizo vivir Dios? Did he make you alive when you started to get interested in spiritual things? When you started to try to be a better person? Did he make you alive when, when, when you started to think, hey, maybe I ought to go to church? says he made you alive when you were dead. Te hizo vivir cuando estabas muerto. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. Ephesians 4 and 5. It says because of his great love for us God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. Dios, que rico en misericordia, por su gran amor por nosotros, nos dio vida con Cristo aun cuando estábamos muertos en pecados. When did Christ make us alive? When we were dead. Cristo nos hizo vivir cuando estábamos muertos. Remember, dead people can't do anything. And then what I think is one of the most beautiful and wonderful explanations of scripture is in Titus 4. Tito 3, 4. Listen to this. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done. Remember, no one's righteous, no one looks for God. Cuando se manifestaron la bondad y el amor de nuestro Señor, Jesucristo nos salvó, no por nuestras propias obras de justicia, sino por su misericordia. Now get this part. He saved us. How? Through the washing of rebirth and renewal By the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Nos salvó, dice, mediante el lavamiento de la regeneración y de la renovación del Espíritu Santo. El cual fue derramado abundantemente sobre nosotros por medio de Jesús, nuestro Salvador. So what the Bible is telling us very clearly is this. It is the Holy Spirit who brings to us the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. And he brings it to our dead, sinful spirits, enabling us then to come alive and to breathe in, to take in this wonderful gift that he's given us. El Espíritu Santo trae la resurrección de Jesús para que respiremos y recibamos este regalo. Now, in theological terms, what we're saying is this living comes before breathing. Vivir es antes de respirar. The living part, in theological terms, is called regeneration, renewal, being born again. That comes from God, it comes from above. La parte de de vivir otra vez es la regeneración, es de Dios. The breathing part, the taking in part, that's called faith. El respirar es la fe. And guess what? That's what we do. That's that's our response to the resurrection life of Jesus Christ, quickening our spirit en nuestra respuesta a la resurrección de Jesús que, que nos aviva el Espíritu Santo now how does this happen I'm trying to describe for something that is mysterious in a way eso es misterioso because Jesus himself says in, in John 3, 8 he says the wind blows wherever it wills he says, it blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. El viento sopla por donde quiere y lo oye silbar aunque de dónde viene y a dónde va. Lo mismo pasa con los que nacen del espíritu. How does this happen? It's mysterious. It is from the Spirit of God. It's not from us. Es del Espíritu Santo de Dios. And yet, how does this happen? Well, that's not a mystery in some way. ¿Cómo pasa esto? Romans chapter 10 verse 17 tells us how this happens, that we come to faith. It says faith, remember that's the breathing in part, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. La fe viene como resultado del oír el mensaje, el mensaje que se oye es la palabra de Cristo. How do we breathe in this gift of God, the resurrection life of Jesus Christ through this message that we are proclaiming right here and right now, this message called the gospel, the good news, the word of Christ. Respiramos la vida resucitada de Jesús en el mensaje de Jesucristo. We are then raised In order to receive. Somos resucitados para recibir. And to receive is to believe. It's faith. Recibir es creer. Again, there's just such a wonderful word picture of this that I want to walk us through this morning to to show how the scriptures over and over again point to this. It's from, again, Ezekiel just after the scripture we read before, Ezekiel thirty-seven, Ezekiel 37, this powerful description where God shows the prophet Ezekiel a valley full of dry bones in a vision, una visión que Dios da a valle de huesos secos, and those dry bones are representing the people of Israel that they're dead, they're washed up, representan a los Israelitas, and God then asks the prophet Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones pide profetizar los huesos. What does that mean? It means to preach to them. God asks Ezekiel to preach to the dry bones. Dios le pide predicar a los huesos secos. Look at Ezekiel 37 verse 4. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Me dijo, profetiza sobre esos huesos y diles, huesos secos, escuchen la palabra del Señor. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Así dice el Señor omnipotente a estos huesos, yo les daré aliento de vida y ustedes volverán a vivir. And then just a little bit further it says this. I will put breath in you and you will come to life then you will know that I am the Lord. Dice, les pondré, les daré aliento de vida, y ahí sí revivirán y entonces sabrán que yo soy el Señor. And then on verse 10 it goes on and Ezekiel says in verse 10 so I prophesied As he, as God commanded me, and breath entered these bones that now have flesh on them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Yo profeticé tal como el Señor me lo había ordenado y el aliento de vida entró en ellos. Entonces los huesos revivieron y se pusieron de pie. Era un ejército numeroso. So we have this picture of dead people. What do dead people do? Nothing. Nothing. No hacen nada los muertos. But then the word of God is preached and the spirit of God causes these dead people to stand up again. Después el Espíritu entra en estos muertos y se ponen de pie. Isn't it interesting that in the New Testament of the Bible, the word resurrection literally means to stand up again. La resurrección en la Biblia quiere decir ponerse de pie otra vez. What does God do? God's spirit puts it in these dead people to breathe. And so they stand up and then they know that God is the Lord. They begin to live. Dios pone en estos muertos vivir, el aliento de vida se pone de pie y declaran que saben, que conocen al Señor. What an incredible word picture this is of what Jesus Christ has done for all who believe in him. As one pastor says, when a newborn is born, what do they do? They cry out to God. And here's the good news. If you have cried out to God, God, help me. If you have trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have been raised from the dead. Se has clamado al Señor Jesús, has sido resucitado de los muertos. Again, this is a mystery. We did a sunrise theology survey a few weeks ago, and, and this is what this survey said. It summarizes what I've been getting at this way. It says the Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or new life before a person has faith in Christ. El Espíritu Santo da un nuevo nacimiento o nueva vida antes que una persona tenga fe en Cristo. Eso es lo que dijo la encuesta que hicimos. So what are we trying to say with that? We're trying to say, God always takes the first step. God has taken the first step. Dios dio el primer paso. The Bible says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Cuando éramos pecadores, Cristo murió por nosotros. When did Christ die? When we started to get wise to him? No, while we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners, we could also say, Christ rose for us. That's the first step. God takes the first step. Cuando éramos pecadores, Cristo murió y resucitó por nosotros. And then, you see, when we are given that gift by the Holy Spirit, of the living, resurrected life of Jesus Christ, it has the power to raise us up so that we react by breathing, by calling out to God in faith. That's the second step. Nosotros reaccionamos a esta vida resucitada clamando a Dios por fe. And so that's why Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says this. It is by grace a pure, free gift. You are saved. Through faith. Por gracia, por un regalo son salvos mediante la fe. You're not saved from faith, but through faith. Son salvos no de la fe, sino por medio de la fe. And this is not from yourselves. It is from God. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. No es de ustedes, esto no procede de ustedes, sino que es regalo de Dios, no por obras para que nadie se jacte. So what does all of this mean? We've just gone through all of this intense breaking down of things. What does it mean for us this morning? ¿Qué significa esto? I think one of the things it means is that if you have never trusted in Jesus Christ. If you have never received by faith the gift of His resurrection for you, if you've never trusted in Him to follow Him, it means that right now, God's Word, God's Spirit is speaking to your dead, dry bones. Si nunca has confiado en el Señor Jesucristo, la palabra Dios se dirige a tus huesos secos. Dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Cristo ha resucitado, ha resucitado de verdad. Escuchen la palabra de Dios. And so you can now, if you can hear that word and recognize by faith and receive that gift, Cry out to God in faith. Trust in Him. Si pueden escuchar esa palabra, clamen a Dios. Hear the word of the Lord and breathe. Breathe for heaven's sakes. Respiring. Call out to Him. Call out to Jesus Christ to wash you of your sins and to make you, what the Bible says, a new creation, a new person in Christ. Puedes hacerte una nueva persona en Jesús clamando a Dios para que te lave de tus pecados. And then, by that power, stand up and walk. Follow Jesus. And not only that, follow him as a part of this vast army that he is raising up called the church. Pueden seguirlo a él, a Jesucristo, como parte de este ejército numeroso. Que se llama la iglesia. That is the word of the Lord that is going out right now. And I believe that in this very instant, we have the ability, we have the opportunity to witness resurrection. Podemos ser testigos de la resurrección. And so I put out the invitation. If you have never trusted in Jesus Christ, but you hear this word and it is reviving your spirit and you want to call out to God, you want to trust in him, stand up. Stand up right now, and I'll put out that invitation. Actually, the Lord is inviting you. El Señor te invita. Si nunca has aceptado Señor Jesucristo, ponte de pie. I want to invite you. Go ahead. Just stand. We'd like to pray for you. We'd like to witness a resurrection if that is what God is doing in you. Go ahead. In fact, I'm going to invite us to bow our heads. And if you'd like that gift of eternal life, uh, the gift of resurrection life through Jesus Christ, stand. And I'd like to pray for you. Is there anybody that wants that? And if you have received that gift today, I hope you understand how good it is that God has had mercy on you. How blessed you are. Si ha recibido ese regalo, Dios ha tenido misericordia de ti. Perhaps you know that you have been touched by that gift of God's life, but you have not gone in the direction of Jesus. You've not been following. You've been trying to stand on your own two feet. Maybe you have gone off the path of following Jesus and you know that this is God's Spirit calling you back to the path. A mejor, escuchas que te has desviado del camino y Dios te está llevando y llamando para volver al camino de Cristo. If you know that today you need to get back on track with God, back on track with following Jesus, I want to invite you to stand right now. Si necesitas volver al Señor, ponte de pie ahora. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for your circumstances. And I have people standing. I know one person is dead. If you'd like to stand with them, go ahead. You know you're in a place where you you need to you need to embrace the life you've been given. Si estás donde sabes que tienes que abrazar la vida que se te ha dado, stand. And there are some people doing that. I'm so grateful for that. We have elders that are willing to come to your side and pray for you. If we can have an elder. Beside each person, that would be awesome. And I want to invite you to pray with me in just a moment here. Let's pray. Señor, Lord, we come to you. Thank you that we today don't have to think of Jesus' resurrection as back there a long time ago you still perform resurrections. You still perform resurrections. Jesús, gracias que tu resurrección es algo que es actual hoy en día. And Lord, this is what our world needs. We pray that those who are hurting and are dead would hear the voice of the Lord, calling them out, like you called that man Lazarus out of the grave how did he hear you we don't know but he did because you raised him from the dead queremos ver resurrecciones como hiciste con lázaro señor lord we thank you we thank you that somehow some way you stirred in us and caused us to cry out to you thank you for the new birth that comes through Jesus Christ gracias por el nuevo nacimiento que viene en Cristo we receive that new birth I want to pray for those who stood up today that you might encourage them that you might fill them with your Holy Spirit with your presence with your light and with your people que a estas personas con tu presencia con tu Espíritu Santo I want to invite the rest of you to stand up right now. Ponganse de pie todos. And I want to read to you. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. This promise, this is an incredible promise that we can affirm today. Listen to this. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Si el espíritu de aquel que levantó a Jesús entre los muertos vive en ustedes, el mismo que levantó a Cristo entre los muertos también dará vida a sus cuerpos mortales por medio de su espíritu que vive en ustedes. What is this saying? It is saying that today we celebrate that if you believe in Jesus Christ, your spirit has been raised from the dead. Si crees en el Señor Jesucristo, tu espíritu ha resucitado. But that's only the beginning. Because the promise is, someday your dead body will be raised from the dead. Algún día tu cuerpo mortal Muerto será resucitado. And mine will too, should I die before Jesus comes back, right? Should we die before He returns? What a promise! We are raised to receive the risen Lord Jesus. Somos levantados para recibir al Señor Jesús. Let's sing His praises for that wonderful gift. Vamos alabar al Señor.